I'm Randy. This is Eileen. This is Ariel. And this is HBLB. Hi, Hi Brown. Welcome What's back. Up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy you to see you guys. Start? To a very special episode. A very, very special episode. Very close to my heart. Um, so I came up with this idea, with this topic, with the episode. Um, I pitched a whole thing to Randy and Eileen. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I was surfing online like I always do. And um, the big news, the big articles, um, all the big platforms now, they're definitely getting behind the Black Lives Matter movement, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. we try to see how um, it's spilling into Hollywood and how it's affecting Hollywood because it's obviously affecting everything, which is great. Um, so most articles um, that I go into to like look for topics and everything for this um, podcast are really touching on a whole bunch of just black TV and film um, that are being promoted to really um, empower, you know, literally black film and TV and Mm -hmm. to, to put the, just experience out there for you so for example netflix made a whole section um of you know black movies documentaries tv to just and as i quote as netflix tweeted to really highlight the black experience and while i was in there surfing and everything looking at the movies a lot of it was stuff that we've already seen and a lot of it was very deep very powerful um which is all great. Like I'm all for it. I actually watched a few, but then again, I was also thinking like, you know, when I was going through other platforms and other streaming services that were doing the same thing, they were all kind of touching upon the same movies and the same films and everything. And I was thinking, you know, who better than us to put you guys on some real um, game and obviously to continue the conversation, to continue to promote black TV and film to continue to, um, literally just illustrate the whole black experience um so i yeah. right um no nah, it's it's true yeah like basically arrow like arrow was saying that's a lot of heavy heavy content like a lot of his like slaves and civil rights and all of that is important and great but to get a more full encompassing view of the black experience it's like there are other things that doesn't always have to be so heavy. And um, yeah, we were like, we, we just started naming off movies that we were like, oh, remember this one, remember that one. So we were like, oh, let's just like have an episode about that. Right, yeah. When, when, um, when Ariel told us about this idea, I also did my research and I kind of felt that, you know, Netflix and other website companies and stuff like that, they were kind of just naming the same movies over and over and over. Um, you know, so obviously to give you guys an example, it's, you know, everybody is sort of promoting the 13th and when they see us and, you know, other movies, but we kind of put together lists and categories of other movies, shows, you know, comedians, uh, black creators that um, we feel it is important for people to research and for people to watch as well. You know what I mean? We kind of want to give these artists and these creators um, their flowers while they're still here. And the key, the key was um, the key to this conversation is that it still pushes the black experience. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what black experience and the message, you know what I mean? A a lot of these uh, films or or TV shows that we're going to name, 
you know, have that present in in their films, you know, sort of the message and issues like racial injustice and things like that. So, you know, we kind of wanted to put together a little list for our listeners. So we broke it off into how many categories? So we got like five? Several, and, several and categories. Three, yeah. Four. Yeah. Five categories. And we're just going to have fun with this episode. Yep. You want to start us off? Start it off. Randy, you start. Okay. So um, I started off by thinking of uh, directors, writers, and producers that, you know, that I enjoy. um, And also people that I feel like, you know, that uh, don't get their flowers while they're, while they're here. You know what I mean? Um, Starting off, I have Mr. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Um, He's obviously somebody that uh, created uh, In Living Color. He's directed many, many movies. Um, Some of the ones that we enjoy, like Scary Movie and Scary Movie 2. And, um, you know, I kind of wanted to give him his flowers because I kind of feel like when when you think of like black creators, when you think of black directors, um, I feel like his name gets lost. I feel like people aren't as familiar with him, but instead they're familiar with opportunities that he's given other people. So for example, in Living Color, you know, he brought on classic, classic comedians like Tommy Davidson, Jamie Foxx, Jim Carrey. Now that they're classic now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the time they weren't, you know what I mean? So he took a very, very big risk in taking these people on and giving them opportunities to shine. And And the biggest Jim Carrey. Eileen, did you watch Living Color? Of course. Yeah, I saw Living Color I was already, I was too young. Like, once I really started watching TV and everything like that, like to me and Living Color seemed a little old, you know. Right. So you never seen it? I've seen episodes, yeah, but I've never like you know enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, you can still you can still catch um, episodes on TV. You can still maybe early. I think classic people like, but let's let's put emphasis on it. Like people forget how crazy in Living Color was. Like it was the answer to SNL at the time, which was very white, like very very white, and to be very black and to only have like two white cast members was crazy. And for it to be successful, and for it to be fucking funny as hell like there are still there's still shit that like is stuck in my brain that you can yeah. watch now from in living color that's like crazy like crazy. Yeah, i mean like, it's like, things you can't biggest, get away with now yeah yeah not at all so they were definitely pushing the envelope they were definitely promoting what it is that they do right they wanted to entertain and they wanted to just put on a show where you know black and brown people and, and including jim carrey right like yeah. everybody can get together and sort of show off their talents so i definitely wanted to make uh make it known that I'm a huge Keenan Ivory Wayans fan. We're fans of him. He needs to be celebrated more and spoken of, you know, highly, you know, address him. I mean, he's doing good. He's not with like... respect. No, yeah, I mean, he's not, yeah. you know, let's not get it twisted. Shout out right? to all but, the, the Waynes. The Waynes yeah, the family. whole Waynes family in general, right? Like, you know, they're, they're, they're just classic. You know? Do you so, want to go through, like, your list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or should mm. we go, like, around? Okay, nah. go No, let's nah. go around. Let's go around. Let's go around. Eileen, Eileen, you give me one name or two names that you have. As far as directors, writers, producers, um, people like okay, that. Okay, so sort of in that same vein, the one of the first names that came to my mind is a man called Robert Townsend. Oh, man, yes. yes. Robert Townsend is a actor, director, writer, and specifically he made a film in 1987 called Hollywood Shuffle. Okay. Where it's just about the plight of Black actors. And he's like making fun of like just the roles that they get and that they're marginalized. Mm-hmm. So it's like the slave the butler, the, the gangster, the pimp, the whatever. And he does it like in a really funny, good way. Um, yeah, he had a little bit of a, a run, like more of like the 80s and the 90s. He directed Eddie Murphy's Raw. Mm-hmm. He had a whole show 
um he did the five heartbeats which people five like heartbeats. yeah that's what the five heartbeats. I know him for yeah but nah like he that movie hollywood shuffle was like such an eye-opener for people because he did it in such a satirical funny way but he was talking about real shit like this yeah. is really what black actors go through like it it's well hard out there for us to get roles that isn't like these five different categories right so he did it in a way that was like he pushed it to the forward so i wanted to give robert townsend a shout out because he's always been good for me yeah always. of course and i used to watch that show it's called like parenthood it's like yeah like, parenthood is also what i yeah. for too yeah parenthood but shout great. out to him parenthood and he had a great mustache <laughs> he doesn't yeah. that show doesn't get spoken a lot about it really doesn't it's so underrated it's very underrated yeah Aaron, go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to just give you my 3 back to back to back because Okay, you special. <laughs> cool. Um only because these are names that like we don't need to say much. Yeah. For directors and writers, I have Spike Lee for mm-hmm. of course. literally anything and everything he's done. Most of what he's done, she's got to have it in 86. He got game in 98. Yeah, we know, we know. Even Black Klansman. Um I have John Singleton. Rest of course. In peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. For Boys in the Hood. I literally remember the first time I ever watched Boys in the Hood. Like, I didn't know what I was getting, what I was going in there to watch. And, like, I watched it by myself, like, on a random afternoon. I think it was, like, on Netflix or something. And literally, like, fucking changed was everything. was the first time you saw it? Yeah. Well, Wait, this how long ago was that? This was years ago. Well, oh, okay. okay. But it was um, on Netflix. Boys in the Hood is 1991. And he okay. directed Boys in the Hood when he was 24. Yeah. That's another 24, thing, too. That's, a, that's another thing that we have to emphasize is the, the age of these people when they were creating what they were creating. Like, but think we're about essentially that. like young adults, right? Like How do you have that 20s, in your mind 20s, at 24? It's crazy. I think, I think it's genius. I think the things that John Singleton was able to put on camera and the way he was able to convey those messages in Boys in the Hood. You know, he also directed Baby Boy. Baby Boy is amazing. Yeah, of <laughs> Baby like, boy, like, poetic justice, high learning. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Come and on, then, like, it's classic. And my third one, who I have, is Ryan Coogler simply for Black Panther. I put him on, uh, yeah, I put him on my list too. Yeah. Just wow. Ryan Coogler is like, amazing. It, amazing. I don't even think about him. You're right. Black, Black Panther. Like, that's it. Just Black Panther. That's all you need to say. <laughs> now, kids, kids have a freaking costume mm-hmm. that they can put on during Halloween. And, you know, like, it's just, it, there's so much to Black Panther, which I'm so happy for. So, I got Spike yeah. Lee, John Singleton, and Ryan That's Coogler. Solid. That's a solid list. That's a very yeah. solid list, yeah. In addition, to, in addition to Black Panther, Coogler's also done Creed. He also did Fruitvale Station. And, um, you know, he's also directing many, many other movies. So shout yeah. out to him. Shout out to Spike. Shout out to Singleton. Everybody. Yeah. You guys want to finish? Do you have anyone else for your directors? Do you have or? anyone else, Eileen? Yeah, of course. Um, okay. I put Jordan Peele on here. But I put Jordan Peele more for writing because okay. I feel like his writing is not that his directing is bad, but I feel like his writing is like so strong. Just what mm-hmm. he did with Get Out and even like the idea of us right. was really, really good. The execution may have not been like the best at the end. It's still a good movie, but like I enjoy Get Out more. Mm-hmm. And just Get Out was just like so crazy good and yeah. so written in such like a scary yet like thrilling yet funny like it's light and heavy at the same time which right. is very it's a very hard balance and, and so that, you have to be, have to be very yeah, good not, not, that's not something that's easy that. to do that's not mm-hmm. something that a lot of people can do is to sort of 
convey these messages, but put it in a way that it's not preachy. Well, and that's you know I mean? why I think this episode is so important and all these categories and things, because this is literally you're watching something like Get Out and enjoying it so much. But you're also but learning. You're literally getting such a deep message. And such, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Without it literally pounding yeah. you. You feel the fear of being a oh, yeah. black person. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. literally the, the point. So I shouted out Jordan Peele for the writing. I also have Steve McQueen on my list because Steve yes. McQueen is a yes. filmmaker. He makes beautiful films. Phenomenal. Beautiful, yes. beautiful, beautiful What's films. What's a few? Moonlight. No, Barry Jenkins did Moonlight. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Even though Barry Jenkins is next on my list, I loved that Moonlight was such a beautiful film. So, oh, so yeah, good. I was going to put Moonlight. Barry Jenkins is also a film. That's I put them on because it's like, these are people that are making films. Like, they are auteurs. Oh, like, they the really... Like, Steve McQueen did um, 12 Years a Slave. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. I'm Save not wrong. Us. Yeah, he did 12 Years a Slave. He did... Um, shameless with michael fassbender he's, he's done a bunch of stuff that are just like beautiful beautiful films and if and if you do look at all the websites and all these um streaming platforms 12 years a slave it's literally at the top of that list right yeah and, you know mm-hmm. we definitely don't want to like you know avoid it or say any 12 years a slave is freaking amazing amazing mm-hmm. work and it, and it is something that people should watch as well right we just wanted to take an opportunity to to list other movies and creators that we feel weren't included on these lists yeah, yeah. Stephen Queen. Um, Anything else? Two more. There's kind of like little like stars next to them because I just wanted to shout them out. Um, Ava DuVernay, obviously. Yes. yes. Ava DuVernay. I don't even have to say more. Um, and there's also a filmmaker called her name is Julie Dash, and she's a very very talented, super important filmmaker that not a lot of people know about. She actually was the first. She her film Daughters of the Dust was the first film, first feature film ever theatrically released ever, and oh. it's a really beautiful film. So I want to tell us to shout them out. What was that movie? Daughters of the Dust. I believe Daughters it's on Netflix too. Daughters yeah. of the Dust. Yeah, which is like a ninety okay. something. So think about that. Like the first feature film by a black woman wasn't until like the nineties. Wow. So yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to her. Yes. Yes. Shout out to her. Randy, you got anything else? Are you good? Uh yeah, I got a I got another one. His name is uh Mr. Antoine Fuqua. We know him for mm. directing Training Day. And uh he's done other movies with uh with Denzel like um Equalizer and Equalizer 2, but um yeah, I just wanted to put him there because I've always remembered his name right after Training Day. Like the first time I saw Training Day. I mean, we don't have to go into why it's so great, why it's such a great film, but um yeah. So shout out to him for for Training Day. Um, and, uh, you know, I just felt like writing her name down because we're big fans of hers and Issa, Issa Rae, of course, you know, for the work that she's done on Insecure and, and other movies. And um, I put know. the whole writing staff of Insecure. Yeah, you know, everybody. Yeah, really yeah. And everybody on that like, cast. Everybody on that cast, yeah. man. Like, especially again, with this season. Yeah. Again, like they they can do like heavier topics really light. Like their jokes are like so on point, especially this season. It's very, very, the writing is very much like Yeah, on point. I definitely feel like this is one so, of the better seasons. That whole writing sure. stuff. I also like quickly, I did Kenya Barris too mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a writer because his writing on Blackish is so fucking good. Like they really walk that line of like a sitcom that is talking about like really heavy shit, yet it's still broadcast. Like it's on ABC. Like that's, not very well done yeah and it's like to me it reminds me of like the 70s of like the jeffersons and like Mm -hmm. all in the family where they would be talking about crazy 70s issues like racism and gay issues and blah 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 blah. and it was like 
so funny, so relatable, very popular. So Kenya Barris, even though he did Black as Fuck on Netflix and is not well received. I have not watched it. I will. But um Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of controversy behind that show. I haven't seen it either, but um, but I'll check it out though. All right. That's my Let's list. move on to the next. <clears throat> yeah. Also, uh, one more thing before we move on, uh, we were talking about writers and uh, a very special writer that we lost recently. Her name was Jazz Waters. Uh, she was a writer on This Is Us, uh, which is also a show that's very well received. And, uh, you know, she did a lot of great work and, right. um, you know, just wanted to give her her flowers and say rest in peace to her. She passed recently at the age of 39. Uh, so we kind of just wanted to, you know, say rest in peace to her and, um, you know, kind of promote the work that she's done so that it can continue to live on yeah this is us is amazing too right yeah amazing amazing um y'all want to go to comedy sure yeah we can go wherever we can go wherever if you want to continue all right you wanna i'm gonna start i'm gonna give you my comedy go ahead i'm gonna give you my three <laughs> so for comedy i did two movies and i did one show so i have house party as my first movie. Damn. Love, love House Party. I got that on my list. Nah. I love <laughs> House Party. That's why I wanted to go first. <laughs> I love House Party. House I love Party. House Party. Got it on DVD. <laughs> they didn't love the second one. or Did they make it there or not? Right? Just yeah. To me, there's, none, there's no, four. There's, I know that there's four, but just the first one to me is the only one that exists. Like, yes. Yeah. The second one isn't. Not to shit on all the other parts, you know what I mean? But I the mean, first three and one four is, are trash. And, and like I said, imagine. The first one is the classic. You can enjoy as much as you're enjoying house party, you know, pops is pops is going through something. Um, his kids, kids, dad is going through something when he's just walking through the street, like, mm-hmm. and, and listen, and, res- and rest in peace to him too. John Witherspoon, man. Classic, classic. Yeah. You know, and he, that's not his dad, profiled and everything and all that. So it's, no, I'm, know, I'm sorry. I thought he was talking about pops. The, the next no, one. Yeah, it was confusing. I was talking about kids, okay. Okay. kids, dad. And the, oh, his pops father. Is, yeah, pops yeah. is in house party. Yes, he is. He's he is. the next door neighbor. Yeah. The so dad is called, yeah. uh, his Call name is, uh, pops. Robin Harris. R. Yeah. R. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he passed too recently. R.I.P. Um, Long time. My, my second movie, I have ATL. Because you guys know ATL is super close to my heart. 2006. You love ATL. Yeah, I, yeah he loves any opportunity you, you get to name this movie. Uh, ATL super fun. And it has like, it okay. has like cool artists. It has T.I., Lauren London. You don't like Roll Big Bounce? Boy. I'm sorry? You don't like Roll Bounce? You don't remember Roll Bounce and Bow Wow? Bounce. Nah, but you know, I like the director, Chris Robinson. Um, and like I said, it was just super fun and super dope. And, you know, it's another movie where, you know, you got these kids in Atlanta and everything, and they're going through different things in different times. And, you know, like there was a little racism in there and stuff like that. So it was it's another comedy where you still got the, you know. And as my third, my show, I have to have Martin. Um because it's just Martin. Like, it's just... Over you know, Fresh Prince? Only because... Yes, only because, one, I didn't want to do Fresh Prince because we all know Fresh Prince, whatever. Yeah, we all know Fresh Prince. We all but, know okay. but Martin, dog, like, I specifically remember, like, there would be just episodes where it would, like, be a little heavy and be a little, you know, but Martin is so good that he would... Are be- there? Yeah, like, there was, a, there, was, there was one time where... This know. is funny. There was one time where, like, he he was getting robbed or something like that <laughs> and he calls the cops from his from, from from his apartment and they were like wait um the cops on the other line were like wait uh you sound you sound black we'll be there in about uh 45 minutes 
Oh, and then man. he like hangs up. He calls right back, and he sounds like a white man. He's like, "Oh, my apartment is getting rotted out." They're like, "Oh my god, we'll be there in two minutes and shit." Like, like <laughs> it's just funny little like it's just funny shit where yeah. Martin to me definitely, and also like you know Tisha Campbell and she was super successful and everything like in the show and all that stuff. Like, right. I just like the, what they were promoting and shit. Obviously, the show didn't end too well, but you know, the the first uh, four seasons, you know. <laughs> It was all good. Yeah, no, shout out to Martin, man. So okay. I got House Party, ATL, and I have Martin. Okay, not bad. Let's go, E. Um, I had House Party because I love House Party. House Party is great. I, I wish I could be at a house party like that party. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I put Friday. Love Friday, of course. Because yeah. Friday is also like, I get more amazed at the fact that Ice Cube wrote that movie. Yeah. And it's so good. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. especially at the time that it was at like how he was yeah he really was like i'm gonna write a movie rap star and he mm-hmm. wrote a good movie like yeah. it's good like he's it's written good. several good movies ice yeah. cube is somebody that definitely needs to be celebrated and you know spoken highly of that guy is amazing yeah and amazing and friday is just like a classic like so iconic like everybody knows friday mm-hmm. everybody quotes friday like by felicia like everybody knows everybody knows friday so oh, yeah, yeah, i put course, friday man. And then I put I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which is, I love yeah. that movie. I, I love had, that I movie. had that on my list as well because I was, I totally got lost in just Keenan Ivory Wayans and everything that I he's love, been doing. I love I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Like, it is so funny to me. Like, to this day, what a young Chris Rock, too. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. So funny. I love that movie. Anyways, I put that. So those were my three, House Party, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker Friday. Wait. I also had, like, the Jeffersons and, like, A Different World. Mm-hmm. sort of on mm-hmm. the side because they were also very good sure randy what you got i got uh i got several um so you know again another keenan ivory wayne's movie is uh low down dirty shame i love that movie that's one of my favorites i just love it um in particular um there's a scene where he kind of what could like he just play he plays a detective and stuff like that cool but then he like sort of puts like a suit on and he gets like a car it's just like you have to see the movie but i in particular i like that scene because it's like he's becoming like a superhero and that wasn't an image that at least me when i was younger i, I it wasn't it wasn't you know as prevalent oh man uh i mean we could look it up right low down dirty shame you see i did my i did my homework i put the year next to it the director just in case you Wait know low down dirty you know what i almost shame put? is 94 94 94. Yeah, and it was also starring a young Jada Pinkett Smith, so shout out to her too. Alan, what you almost put? You remember Undercover Brother? Love Undercover Brother. Nah, I don't. You don't remember Undercover Brother? <laughs> like, Chappelle's in it. It's good, actually. Like, it's not a bad movie. It's not. Whatever. It's Randy, what else you got? Uh, yeah, so I had Low Down, Dirty Shame. I also had, uh, I kind of grouped together uh, comedies and stand-ups. Um, so one Ooh, of the I have a whole separate one for you. Yeah, I have a separate stand-up. Yeah, I kind of... Okay, so maybe I can just hold off on that, yeah. um, and we'll and we'll you know list it all together. But uh, yeah, low down, dirty shame, and then the rest for me are stand up. So if we want to just if we want to go right into stand up, so did you guys want to mention something else? We can go stand up. Yeah, go into stand ups. Okay, so um, I started off immediately with uh, Chris Rock, Never Scared. Uh, that to me Ooh. is an amazing, an amazing stand up. Um, I recently saw it again, and you know, although it came out in two thousand and four. You know, Chris Rock talks about a lot of issues that are still relevant today, right? Like 16, 17 years later, 
we still have issues, you know, with police brutality and being rich versus being wealthy and how we have to change the mentality and, you know, take matters into our own hands and how we have to be owners instead of consumers. It's a lot, a lot of things that Chris Rock is essentially like, he's sort of, yes, he is joking about them, but he's also teaching you at the same time. And that to me is why, you know, I call Chris Rock like the greatest of all time, in my opinion, you know, um, Never Scared to Me is, is amazing. And I think it's a, it's a stand-up that everybody should be aware of and watch, definitely. Um, I also have um, Dave Chappelle, Clean Them Softly. Uh, that's another. That's, I have that's, that one. That's my favorite Dave Chappelle stand-up. Um, Same. The, of all the ones that he's done, Killing Them Softly to me is my favorite one. Again, uh, he touches on very, very heavy issues like police brutality, also gentrification. Um, you know, he starts off the, the, the stand-up by saying, DC's different. And he goes on to make jokes about how it's just like it's being gentrified and those kinds of issues, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Chappelle is, is a goat in his own right. You know what I mean? That's definitely my favorite standup for him. And um, so, yeah, I just like I had those two standups and. Um, yeah. I think you want me to go. You could go. So I also have Dave Chappelle, so I won't even add to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Same. It's just amazing. Even his show, you know. Yes, As Chappelle like, show too. Yeah, the Chappelle course. show, and yeah. and I have Cat Williams, um, to Pepper Chronicles, because you know it literally it's classic. <laughs> I'm nodding shit. my head. Yeah, super <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, you know, and I also have Trevor Noah, um, for like Afraid of the Dark. Okay. Um, because he really like you know he, it's not as funny. Like I don't think he's as funny as Dave Chappelle or Cat Williams, but he's very smart. He you know he does this so literally to put it into a few jokes and stuff like that like he gets into insane topics as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and and i definitely think like you know it, it's it's awesome because like i said something like like you know the stand-ups that we're talking about would never be mentioned on some of these like what you need to see you know on these magazines and right. it's like literally if you just watch one of these stand-ups and you know you have a fun time, you're laughing and everything. You're also continuing getting that message and getting that real shit, you mm -hmm. know? And, and to a lot of people, it's probably easier to, to get a message and retain it and everything through jokes. And, and it's probably, it probably feels lighter, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, which is, yeah. which is like good, but also like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's good to feed people sort of like hard topics in a nice way, but you do also, I just want to make it clear that's like, don't not watch 12 Years a Slave or exactly. 13th. Like, yes. get the, that's not like, what we're saying it is yeah. brutal and it is real and you need to like see it. Right. Of course. But yes. you can also get it in other ways. Through Dave mm -hmm. Chappelle or Kyle yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pimp Chronicles. Mm -hmm. I think what you got. Yeah, I had, I had Chappelle killing them softly. That one is my favorite. Um, I had Chris Rock, but I had Chris Rock bring the pain. Yeah, bring the pain is hardcore. Because yeah, bring yeah, the pain hard. to me is like I've never heard anybody talk so fucking real. Like it's he's saying the realest shit ever. Yeah, like yo, sometimes ever. it's not even jokes. Like it's just statements, right? Like it's just like yeah, yeah. You know, like this it's is honestly what it is. one of the best standups ever. Period. Mm -hmm. Like point blank. Period. So I agree. I agree. So I put bring the pain, um, and then I added Richard Pryor's live at the Sunset Strip because that's after he had this whole sort of like come to Jesus moment where he like went to Africa and he was like looking at all these like different types of African people. And he was just like, 
I'm not going to use the N word anymore. Like he has this whole like crazy thing where that was like mm-hmm. his whole, like that a, was his like whole a, like persona, you know? Yeah. And he had like a whole different thing and he was, it was still very funny. So that one is a good one. It's a, it's a oldie, but a goodie. I think it was like 79 mm-hmm. or something, but it holds up. He's talking real shit in that one too. So Richard Pryor. And also he's just like, you know, there would be no Eddie Murphy. There'd be no Chris Rock or anything without. Yeah. I mean, he's Pryor. obviously the goat goat, you, right? You know who else, you know who else I got? I got Bernie Mac. For sure. Rest in peace, man. Rest in Rest peace, in Bernie peace. Mac. But he's another. Oh my God, yeah. I'm sorry. I what? put Kings of Comedy here. For real? I fucking love Kings of Comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> Kings of Comedy was the first thing I wrote. Kings yeah. of Comedy is great, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, also directed by Spike Lee. Yeah, directed by Spike Lee. Do you guys ever, like, um, with stand ups and stuff, like, take, uh, like, remember um, their outfits and stuff like that to remember, mm-hmm. like, what? Oh, of course. Yeah. That's how I, mean, I looked like, them up. Yeah, me too. Like it's crazy. Like I'm like, okay, Cat Williams with a green a green suit. Yeah, 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 green suit. Or like even like Chris Rock. Like there, Chris Rock. There's a few that I remember. Like whether he's wearing like all black with the black leather. He's wearing jacket. black in almost all of his though, so it's yeah. hard. You gotta yeah, look the, at like, is he? You gotta look at his hair and if he has like an earring. He's been through like <laughs> yeah, he's been through different phases. Like I know he wore like definitely like a black vest on like Def Comedy Jam, like his younger days. Yeah, so like yeah. Yeah, but I definitely do that with stand-up. Yeah. That's exactly I, how I was like. I do that for the Dave Chappelle's, though. I'm like, is it the blue one? Or is it the one where he's wearing, like, the yellow? <laughs> like, I always where have to think wearing, about it. Where he's wearing the yellow, that's a different one. Yeah, but also, yeah, I definitely have Bernie Mac up there as well. Yeah. You know, like, even Kings just of Comedy is my personal. Piece to the Mac. Yeah, I love Kings of Comedy. Life. I could watch that every day. I love Kings of Comedy. Yeah. All right. All right, we could just go on to another to another episode. yeah so let's um let, let's close this out i'm gonna save this and then i'll call you guys right back okay all right cool 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 so uh let's move on to uh to dramas does anybody want to start off with uh drama i'll start Daddy. color purple mm. the color purple Mind okay. you, a little controversial. Also controversial, yeah. Steven Spielberg is a Jewish white man, and he directed The Color Purple, which he even acknowledged. He was like, this is kind of weird. I don't even know if I should do this, but it holds up. He did it really well. Okay. It did really, really well. Um, it's also just, like, iconic, and the performances are very good. Yeah, Danny Glover, Whoopi Goldberg, even Oprah, Oprah did good. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's a classic movie. Yeah, the Color um, Purple. The color purple. I have, I put the wire. Okay. Ooh, okay. I put the wire because, like, the wire got everything. It really got everything. Like, top to bottom, T to B, just amazing all around. Season mm-hmm. two, not so much. Last season, it's okay. But the rest of it, very good. I mean, it's regarded as one of the best shows ever, right? Yeah. And it gives you every single step of like the drug process and also mm-hmm. just like politics in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. All that. Yeah. So uh-huh. um, I had to put the wire. I put Mudbound. 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 Yeah. I like Mudbound. I put Mudbound because. Not on Netflix. It's also just like beautifully done by another female black director, Dee Rees, who did another great film called Pariah. But, um, so good. Tim, the thing that stuck out to me in my band really was like the cinematography and the way that it, like it's such a beautiful like Mississippi Delta. Yes, yeah, South, it was beautifully beautiful. Like, no, it was. Post, it was post World War Two and like this 
this thing of like these two soldiers that come from two different, like one is white, one is black, but they are still experiencing the same sort of post traumatic stress yeah. and what it, how different that looks for a black man versus a white man. Yes. In, in mm-hmm. post, two different perspectives. Yeah. In post world war. So very well done. I also wanted to give this last one. It's, it's called, it's a independent film from the nineties called just another girl in the IRT. Say it again. You said it math fast. Just another girl on the IRT. And it's, it's about a, a girl from Brooklyn. Um, she's like a teenager. She wants to become a doctor, but she becomes pregnant. And mm. she's just like very sassy, got a lot of attitude. Like she's just trying to like make it in the world. Like her mom has this problem. Like her mom works all the time. Her father works all the time. She has to like take care of her family. Very, very real representation of like teenagers in the 90s and how she deals with like becoming pregnant at 17. Very, very good. Um, yeah, like very, very small. So it was like a $100,000 made film, but it was like a wow. good indie film and a very good like slice of life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Those are my, my three plus that one. God, it's so hard to like. Yeah, how do you follow that? Up? that? Yeah. <laughs> God. Bam. All right. I'll just say my three then again. <laughs> <laughs> my ass out of here. I have um, Shaft um, because I remember <laughs> okay. watching. What? What's wrong with Shaft? Shaft? Oh, Samuel L. Jackson Shaft? Yeah. That's a drama? That's a drama? Yeah. It's like a, a mix of, It's a mix of everything. It's a drama. You know okay. why, though? Let me tell you Drama, why, comedy. I mean, Can I tell you? Horror. When I was seven years old, when okay. this movie came out in 2000, dog, I was seeing Shaft on TV, and I, like, wanted to be him. I wanted to be him. Yeah, Shaft. Yeah, in that movie, in that film. Because like you know, what I'm saying? but he was like cool to me though. Yeah, you know he's cool. Yeah, Shaft yeah. is always cool. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as like the whole Black Panther thing. When you're a kid and you're watching something like this on TV or on on screen, and you're just like, damn. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, I mean, like it spoke to you. It spoke to you. Okay. Nah, that representation. Ke- John Singleton. You know, he wrote that shit up. Nah, it was good though. I really, really, really liked it. Um. Still never watched Shaft 2, right? Did that just come out? I did watch it. I'm never going to watch that. But It's not bad. It's cute. It's okay, cute. Sure. So it's I got cute. Shaft. I obviously, um, I do have Boys in the Hood. Same thing off John Singleton because that course, spoke yeah. to me. And I also have Juice. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, uh, directed by Ernest Dickerson. Um, he smoked that shit. Like Juice is just super complex to me like it's way more than just you know yeah it is it's it's not it's not a light watch yeah what's funny is i feel like you can watch it a little like it depends how you're watching the movie you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying there's times where i'm watching it and i'm just like laughing at everything it's funny it's cool but then other times you know when tupac goes on that rant you Mm -hmm. know like you feel that's what i mean yeah that's what i'm talking about it's like you can you can have a whole episode on Tupac's character in that movie you know oh, and, yeah. the job, and the job that he did portraying that character like it's super super complex very deep very woke and very yeah even you know, you know it just just the 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 different personalities and the different you know mm-hmm. people just in the neighborhood and everything like that like what they were all doing so juice is definitely up there for me um so that's oh, my choice yeah. I have shaft mm-hmm. I have boys in the hood and I have juice nice and simple okay, okay. Randy, what you got? Cool, cool, cool. Ahead, I have, um, I have, uh, I have Dead Presidents, uh, starring Lorenz Tate, and you know it has people like Chris Tucker in the movie. Dead and, uh, Presidents, cool. 
I like Dead Presidents. Um, you know, I also saw it when I was young and uh, I saw it again. Uh, I saw it again recently and I, I felt like those issues are definitely still relevant today. Um, you know, it touches upon the story of how several African-Americans uh, came back to, you know, came back to America after serving their time in the Vietnam War. And, um, you know, aside from PTSD and being, um, you know, hooked on drugs and things like that, they kind of had to deal with the oppression that still existed here in America, you know, that they weren't able to get jobs and they were forced to move into, you know, impoverished neighborhoods and things like that. So it, it shows that perspective. So I feel like Dead Presidents is a, is a very important movie when you're talking about, you know, black veterans and the things that they have to deal with, you know, and the things that can happen when, you know, your back is up against a wall and you don't have a way to make it, you know? Um, so yeah, so Dead Presidents. Um, I also have The Hurricane uh, with Denzel Washington. And of course, that's based on a true story, uh, dealing with the life of Reuben Hurricane Carter, who of course everyone knows, who was you know, wrongfully convicted and he was in jail for 20 years. And I feel like that movie does a good job of displaying what can happen when somebody's in solitary confinement or what can happen when someone is, you know, wrongfully accused and convicted and, you know, shout out to Denzel, shout out to the whole cast. And, you know, I feel like it's a, it's a very good movie and, um, you know, again, relevant today. Um, my last drama, you know, um, has a lot to deal with the culture. It's one of my personal favorites. Uh, shout out to Hype Williams. I have Belly. I love Belly. Yeah. <laughs> I love Belly. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like that scene where it has the music playing in the background, you know, however do you want it. And you see DMX, you see Nas, you see like the entire crew walking into the club and it's completely black and their eyes are glowing. I feel like that scene alone, like that sequence, you could put it up against, you know, you could put it up against any movie. I feel like, you know, the cinematography in that movie is amazing. Um, story no. takes you different places, right? It's here in America, but they go back to Jamaica. It takes you all over the place. You know what's great about that movie too? It's only an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only an hour and a half. Okay. Very like. No, I appreciate very, like, that shit. Sometimes there's some movies though that are, they, they drag, like, but yeah. that movie's very like just you know. Yeah. Like, I so, feel like there's you know, no dead time in that movie. At all, at all. Um, yeah. So shout out to DMX, Nas, High Williams, everybody. Yeah, it's just overall great film. You know what I almost put? Players Club. Is uh, that a drama? You know, you know what I was gonna put. <laughs> Is that a drama? You know what I was gonna put? A raisin, a raisin in the sun. Okay, all right. You googled that. Thank you. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> I didn't. You've seen googled a raisin that. in the sun? Yes, I saw a raisin in the sun. What in school? Yeah, yeah in like school. you definitely saw that as a, like it. a class project. In school, <laughs> but hold on, though. Hold on, though. They played the like the 1960 version. Yeah, right? like the black and white of that. We read the book and everything, and then, you know. Then I'm out here finding out Diddy on the Raisin in the Sun and Diddy out here rocking it. Y'all y'all remember the Raisin in the Sun? I remember Diddy? watching the Diddy version, yeah. I don't think so I watched the Diddy version. Like, I remember, yo, but I didn't it, watch it. A Raisin in the Sun, though. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I almost put, too? Monster's Ball. Monster's Ball, too. I don't know yeah. what that is. With Halle Berry. Oh, Halle Berry and, um, was it Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, and Billy Bob. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said I Google that. That's crazy. I read the book. In school, exactly. A raisin in the sun. Shout out to you, Shout out to you, man. It counts. All right. Um, are y'all done with drama? Anyone? Anything else? Nah, I'm mm -mm. done. No, we can go. We can move on. So, Players Club is not drama. I don't even know what you would categorize Players Club, dude. That movie's 
There's a lot uh, of shit that happens in that movie. There's a lot of shit that happens in that movie. Right. Um, I'm bugging, I guess. All right. <laughs> let's do documentaries. Okay. Um, we'll keep Ariel, this one quick. Ariel, you can do it. Go. That's fine. I definitely have the 13th, which you'll of find course. that on every platform, yes. you know, list, on every website's list. You know, that's, to me, like, Ava Duranay, like, she killed that shit, like, and and not just her, obviously, but like just everyone in it, like you know, literally. I think you could watch that from front to back and feel like you have literally all the information. I feel like they should, uh, you know, not to cut you off, Harry, but I just want to throw out that the thirteenth should be shown in every school in the states. It should it's, be. It's simple. It should be everywhere. Simple. Like, everyone should watch that and understand it, and you know, know what we're talking about when we're when we're talking about these issues. It all stems from that. From the 13th yeah. amendment you know what i mean the, so 13th yeah. is so freaking good i'm so glad it like won awards and you know it was amazing mm-hmm. um staying on her i also have when they see us okay um because it was also like such a like really when that came out too like the culture really you know backed that mm-hmm. up and really like took that in you know and it was just that's another one where it's just like with the 13th and when they see us like that, those two are just, you know, right. and what's funny was doing a whole bunch of research on trying to find like more documentaries and everything like that. A lot, a lot of people like under the comments of like websites and everything said that um, we need to see hidden colors. Um, and there's like five parts of hidden colors. It's directed by Tariq Nasheed. And I really want to watch it because literally every article i was reading and everything like that that had their list and everything all the people would literally be like you need to watch hidden colors you need to watch hidden colors right now i don't think it's on any like streaming platform i saw like maybe on itunes or something like that but there's literally five parts and i definitely want to do some research and like you know do do my two deals just on hidden colors because truly like i tell you like the comments were just right overwhelming about how like Everyone needs to oh, see it's it. A, it's a more recent thing. And the first part is in 2011. Well, yeah. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So Hidden Colors I have is my, I need to go, go watch that. Ali, you have any at all? Yeah. Um, I had Hoop Dreams because Hoop Dreams is just a great documentary all around um, from 1994 that follows kids that were recruited into like a really good basketball program in high school and it follows them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a mostly white school. Really, really great film. Hoop dreams. Hoop dreams. I put OJ documentary, the made in America. I was going to mm-hmm. put that too. Okay. That shit that is too. crazy. It's great because it not only tells you about the OJ thing, it puts it in context, which a lot right. of people don't with the, with the yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really puts in why that's like one of the biggest things to happen like in the 20th century like that case because it really oh it, it spoke about racial tensions at the yeah, time yeah. like that's the reason why it divided the country exactly divided the country it's very very well done great 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 now is this the one because i know they made a whole bunch of ojs uh this is the one on didn't espn mm-hmm. come out one? yeah that one that yeah. one is that the one you're talking about yeah, yeah but, but there was okay. also one on fx right yeah the cuba good that was that's a fictional one though that one was actually very good too, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. That was really good too. Yeah, that one is different. Yeah. Um, I also put Spike Lee's Four Little Girls, which I is a documentary. 
I have my feelings about Spike Lee, but he actually does very good documentaries. Mm-hmm. Like he made one about Hurricane Katrina. Four Little Girls is, I think, his first documentary. And it's about the bombing of a church that had four small children, four small girls in it in like 1960 something. And it was also like, it was a very big thing that happened at the time because it was like a crazy act of terrorism against the black community. Uh-huh. And he spoke about it and he does it, does it, he does it very, very well. Very, very well. And, and yeah, go ahead. Just in, in one sentence, why do you have your thing about Spike Lee? What is it? <laughs> that could be an entire episode in itself. One I just, I, I just have feelings about Spike Lee. I don't think his, I, I'm more of a fan of his earlier work than his later work. And I have feelings about him personally, period. I'll leave it like that since we don't have. Tune into the next yeah, we don't, episode. Yeah, next episode. We don't, we don't have to talk about that. I just have That's feelings. a teaser. Right. <laughs> um, the last one I want to mention is Paris is Burning. Paris is Burning. I saw that one a lot too. I lo- this is one of my favorite documentaries. I didn't I lo- watch it, but I saw that on. I love this documentary. This is a documentary that usually gets brought up around this time, actually around Pride Month, because it's about gay culture, um, drag culture. But pretty much every single subject in the documentary is a black person and i think it's just so interesting because an, an already marginalized community yeah is further marginalized and they mm-hmm. find their and they form their own community and they're just so like talented creative beautiful people that like you know out of the concrete grew a flower type of thing you know what i'm saying right. like it's it's such a great documentary i love that documentary by johnny livingston and also it just it's crazy how much gay culture has like become mainstream and all you can see all that from a documentary that was like made so long ago. It was made from like 1980 something. Mm-hmm. And you still see effects of Paris is burning now, like today. So yeah. I always want to like shout that out. Like it, people don't ever really put it in like the, like a black sort of experience kind of documentary, yeah. but it is, mm-hmm. it very much is because, you know, the black community has its own things with like gay people. So it's like, it's interesting to see like both of those merge together in this one documentary. So, and it's also just a great movie. I love that movie. Damn, that reminds me, and it's not a documentary, but uh, Master of None with the episode with... Um, oh, Lena Waithe, the... Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And the that, that was such a powerful... You're talking about the, the episode that's focused on her, right? And yeah, like, her conversation episode. with her mom and stuff like yes. that. Yes. When yes. she comes out, yeah. Yeah, that was such a good, powerful episode, which was like... And so entertaining at the same mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know? And And I think that's what we really try to tackle here. It's just you know the message continuing to be passed and um you know but in such an entertaining way because i think sometimes when things are just a little too a little too wordy a little too monotone a little too much you know people tune out um, yeah some people might you know steer the other way but you know i think that with all these different categories you can just literally like you get to literally choose how you want to you know how you want to receive the information yeah and and, and yeah. how just fun it can be you know mm-hmm. um you guys want to say anything else randy you had some other things uh i mean i had my list of documentaries but you guys pretty much mentioned it um hoop dreams the 13th uh the oj documentary um so it was we agreed on all those and it it almost seems like perfect timing because the last thing i just saw was Dave Chappelle um, on Netflix with the uh, 
846. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that shit was like. Did you, you guys feel, watch it? You, yeah, I watched it. I watched it last night. I I liked it a lot. Like yeah, that shit, too. like brought like chills like through my arms. Like it literally, like I felt them. Like I just felt them. I felt his pain, and I felt it. You know, like I just felt all that shit. Like it was so. I don't know. It was perfect. Raw. It felt very raw. Yeah, yeah, but and that's like, like to me, that's just the best way to go about it right now from Dave Chappelle. Like that's exactly what I needed. You know what I'm saying? If so, anything, that's that's the exact that Dave Chappelle is the perfect person to talk about the issues that are happening today. Right? There is no, there's no one else that I, w- I would rather hear talk about these kinds of issues. I feel like Dave Chappelle is just a master communicator right he's able to convey these messages and able to just give it to you raw right like just like yo like this isn't there was some parts in the document in the in the stand-up where i felt like there weren't jokes they were just like that's why observations I'm, I'm, there were statements i don't know, know what, what to call it because it's not yeah, yeah really yeah. so much a stand-up right know? it's almost too raw to like it's, categorize into dude, one it was category. 20 it was 27 minutes right i was wondering i was like did the it it seemed like that was really what it was like that you was really yeah so like people came and they were there for 27 minutes and they left. Like, well, is that, is that what happened? Yeah. I wonder. And, that's, what and it, that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And that's why, listen, that's why I liked it because to me, like, to me, it, it, it doesn't follow any rules. You, you just don't mess with that. It, yeah. You know, I mean, there wasn't me, even, like, there was, the, he just dropped it. Right. Like we, I, I was just online and I saw that people like, he started trending obviously immediately. And that's the way that I found out about it. There was no promo there's no marketing or nothing like he just sort of put it out 27 minutes you know and i think it does put i think it puts pressure on what's to come out because now i think like if you're you know a a stand-up comedian and everything and you have you know stand-up coming out with a few jokes and this and that like to me it's not gonna like this is something where like i don't really want to laugh i don't really want to hear your like Mm -hmm. jokes you know what i'm saying like that's why i think it was so perfect that dave Chappelle kind of was like you know, giving off the message, giving his opinion and everything and still throwing a little jokes here and there, which was hilarious. Like when he was like, the Azalea who wants Banks to hear from, who wants to hear from ja Rule? Like and that Owens, shit was yeah. fucking funny. Like no. the Azalea you know, Banks thing, though, I laughed. Oh, I was the like, Azalea Banks thing is too, that's too easy. You feel me? But like, yeah. to me, like now it's hard. Like I can't just listen to somebody else try to fucking come up with some bullshit jokes and try to talk about protest. Not like, my whole thing is if you're writing and all this shit and you had some of this in your stuff, like, yo, just wait, wipe it all out and start fresh and whatever, because like, I don't. So you're saying that if there was another comedian coming out with a stand-up special, they, they sort of have to mention this. They have to talk about what's happening. I'm saying is I think it, no, I'm not saying that at all. I just think that like, obviously with stand-ups, right. Right. Um, you know, they'll have topics like this. You know, obviously of the time, COVID, you know, Black Lives Matter, the marching, the parades, everything, um, the protests and all that. Protests, protests, parades, um, protests and shit. And I just feel like, like, I I don't think it's just going to be funny if they come out with just your regular an hour and a half stand up, you know, sprinkling these few things. in. like, I love Dave Chappelle thing because it was 27 minutes. It's this is what I'm going to talk about. These are my statements. These are my facts. Here's a few jokes. And then that's it. It's done. Yeah. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? As mm-hmm. opposed to like a whole There's production. No There's no filler. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think it would have been as effective if Dave Chappelle would have just done what he usually does. You know, right. have a whole, you know, obviously he can't even do it because of 
I didn't, I, that's another thing. I was so surprised that he was even able to have like, yeah, like I wonder was where small. was that? Yo, uh, you know what's like, funny? Was that I his was compound? Thinking, like, where that's was exactly that? what I was thinking. I was thinking like, yo, is this is is this at his house? Like, is this on? Because you that's know, everybody knows Dave Chappelle lives on a farm in Ohio. Like, and literally, it looked like they were filming inside of a barn. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I just either this yeah. is some like some off place in yeah, like upstate California like, yeah. or something like they're that, like, or at his house. No, I think he it did show awesome. in Ohio because he was saying like. This is our neighbors. Yeah, da, 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 that's what he was yeah. saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So it's definitely in Ohio. I don't know if it's like at his, maybe he doesn't want people in his house, but like maybe it was just like a field. It looked like yeah, a field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think it was so effective. I think it was. I great. mean, yeah. He and, has and an incredible. He has an incredible way of like summarizing things in such absolutely. a good way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. even though like I'm not too crazy about like his last maybe two stand-ups. Oh, I still I love, love him. Yeah. I still love him. Like I. Do. Actually, the last one was good. It was like the two before that. Um, I, mean, I really, uh, is it I really the, do think he is a genius, though. Like his ability to make a joke, to craft a joke, is I, it's it, insane. I can't. Even, I don't know if this is like. I don't know if this is like this puts it on the spot or is controversial. But like, like I don't. I would never want to see like Kevin Hart do this. But that's not Kevin Hart's lane. That's not his yeah, lane. But, yeah, but but the thing is, okay, so if Kevin Hart were to come up with a stand up, and you know six months do you think he's gonna have to touch upon i think you're uh, gonna see a lot of like in the beginning like like a kevin Hart be like yo you know i just want to say like black lives matter this is i think you're gonna see a lot of that and that's the thing because i think dave Chappelle just did it so well that like of course i'm not saying don't you know express your um appreciation for everything that's going on and all that but there was always a beauty in like as as you in like stand up and talking about the time, you feel what I'm saying? And to me, like Dave Chappelle nailed it so fucking well that like I just don't yeah. know how somebody yeah, I mean, comes this out is just... after. I, but I think it's interesting. It's not really a stand up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we I have still you. we still have yet to see how no, to no. handle it. And I almost want to think back, like how did people handle 9/11? Kind of. Because that was such like a crazy time, right? Mm-hmm. An unprecedented time, like, and we literally have had like two crazy, like this whole year has just been yeah, like man. one horrible thing after another. Yeah, so it's like man. it's like a whole year of nine eleven almost. Like it's just so I almost want to think back at like stand ups and how people were dealing yeah. with nine eleven because mm-hmm. that is also mm-hmm. like it was something that nobody knew what to do with like can we laugh? Can we not laugh? Like, can like, I make a 9-11 joke? Like, even now today, people are still sensitive about 9-11 jokes. Right, right. You're right. So it's, it's going to be interesting. That I mean, it's that's the job of a comedian to really, like, push that push that boundary and see, like, how Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I expected this from Chappelle, right? Like, when you think of celebrities, you know, speaking about what's happening currently in the world, it's like, I expect people like Chappelle... Chris Rock, you know, other people to sort of talk about what's happening now. I don't know if I would expect it from Kevin Hart. I feel like it would almost be like, I don't want to say weird, but definitely unusual. It's not his brand of comedy. Yeah, it's just not. Like, he's just making it all about himself. That's his lane, you know what I mean? And that's what's worked for him. So, you know, uh, yeah, with Chappelle is different, man. Like, this, you know, the special 846, I mean, it's just, it's Chappelle being Chappelle, man. Like, it's Chappelle in his lane doing what he does best it's just being amazing. unapologetic being funny yeah it's amazing being, it's just being the master true. that he is man yeah. like that guy is fucking it's interesting genius. he's almost like 
moving it's like more unfair into, like, one, to more into like one man show kind of territory yeah, where he like he unfair, likes to like man. dialogue a lot which is fine yeah 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 well yeah watch that if you haven't because it is powerful and it's important it's important you know just don't watch it if you have any aspirations to be a comedian because you're like oh well i'm never going to be that so no uh, yeah, what am right. i even trying for yeah but don't say that <laughs> not to discourage people <laughs> like, don't do that i mean like yo you i don't think about that shit sometimes oh, man you know what, like no one can play basketball like, anymore no i get you i get you I was <laughs> like, like, I was no one can like dance anymore because michael jackson like you know like what are we doing no, i feel you i feel you strive well you know i want i want to say also dreams. i want to say that we we mentioned a lot of good things we mentioned a lot of good people this is also just like a little slice of the pie like this is there's so many other films and shows and content out there by black creators that is oh, brilliant you know yes, like yes and we'll continue for, to that will continue yeah we'll continue okay. yeah it's something that we've done before um but definitely it's going to be something that we're going to continue to do on our episode yeah. because this yeah. is yeah. this is important you know what i mean and this is part of the reason why we created this podcast is to give people you know to give our people people of color black people all of us to, just to give us an opportunity to to get your flowers we want to be able to promote these these creators and these pieces of content you know and and, and have a platform where we can discuss it freely and and promote it as well yeah and we're just trying to like i said the whole thing was just to add on to mm-hmm. those movies that are just um circulating around all these websites and platforms and things like that to just yeah. you know just because like i said things are titled as you know powerful and complex stories about you know systematic racism and stuff and it's like like i said you can get it you know off a spike lee movie from 1996 and yeah he got game or something like that you can get it from like best man or the wicked or the brothers yeah there's a there's a ton of other movies that we didn't even get to i have here set it off like there's so many there's so many other movies that Uh, like it's just scratches like don't even get me started on like like you know how much i love you know how much i love brown sugar like i just love that movie like Tay Diggs, sure, yeah. Sanaa Lathan. What about Four Queen Brothers? FIFA. No. <laughs> that I don't know. I mean, I don't know about Four Brothers. It's a Mark Wahlberg uh, movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not. No. Why? Because Tyrese is in it. Because <laughs> Tyrese. Is Andre 3000 is in it. They in the D. Also directed by John Singleton. But that one definitely yeah. felt like more of a Mark Wahlberg no, movie. No, that's like, a Mark Wahlberg <laughs> movie. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Um, yeah, man. Well, but yeah, we'll definitely. Power to the people. This. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, um, we'll continue this conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you to everybody listening. Uh, you know, we hope that everybody continues yeah. to remain safe. And um, yeah. just thanks for taking the time to listen to us. Please, please, please research these movies, watch these films, follow these creators. Um, this is High Bro Low Bro. This is what we want to do. This is what we're here for. High Bro Low Bro. Deuces. Peace.